Greetings and welcome to On Frame Radio, conversations about arts in Saskatoon with host Alejandro. You are listening to CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon or streaming live around the world on cfcr.ca. You can also follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, or listen to past episodes on iTunes. Special thanks to our new audiences, audiences that grow day by day, including our friends from North Butterford. A special regards to the people that listen to our program every week. Thank you for your support. Our guest for tonight is Grant McConnell, Canadian artist, resident in Saskatchewan, a Saskatoon resident for a long time. And welcome, Grant. Thanks, Alejandro, for having me. So, can it's a pleasure to have you. Can you? Uh, Tell our, all our people in the audience, what is, who's, who's uh, Grandpa Connell and where you came from and how did you land it in, in, in Saskatchewan from the east? Sure. Been, uh, lived in Saskatoon for a little over 35 years now. Uh, that's, if you could, it's radio, but if you could see me, you could read my gray hair. I've been here for long and uh, experienced, love this place, love to travel out of town as most people do, but... Uh, Arrived here a long time ago to uh, finish a Bachelor of Fine Arts after coming out here from Mount Allison University in uh, Sackville, New Brunswick, uh, where I also did community radio, by the way. So there you go, which is, uh, that's the importance of this medium. Um, and being here long enough to have my, uh, I would just say, many, wear many hats in town and have over the years, which is um, uh, teach part-time at the University of Saskatchewan, uh, teach out at uh, St. Peter's College. Munster um, and uh, work primarily as an, as an artist. Uh, I do a lot of work for uh, Canadian Artist Representation, uh, which is an advocacy group for visual artists in the province and across the country. I was the national president for uh, a seemingly fairly long period of time, but it was a great time, right at the time when we had a great victory with the National Gallery um, for artists uh, across Canada, and I would say that influences what artists do around the world what goes on in Canada. But uh, great, great city to live in and work as a visual artist. It's a place where Alejandro, as you know, um, artists, writers, musicians, uh, you know, we all have a very similar interests in terms of seeking a, a really vibrant uh, place to live and work, uh, keep body and soul together and, and figure out how to make a living and make good art at the same time. That's great. Um so what is the medium that you work mostly? work primarily in, uh, as, as a painter. I work, uh, do a fair bit of work in uh, sculpture, monument uh, design and, and production as well. But in, in painting and, and in drawing two-dimensional medium, uh, a lot of what I, what I do is work with uh, subject matter that's related to Canadian uh, history, political, uh, uh, social backdrop to what's going on in the world today. Uh, that kind of depth perception in terms of the subject matter that I work with, uh, it's uh, something that's, uh, I think, really important for people to know where they came from and what gives you power in uh, the world, especially read through the cultural window, is uh, to know, once again, where we come from and how to you know, approach uh, the edifices of authority and, and take them back in some ways, and it's really important uh, uh, the, the content of, of what I do as an artist, uh, reading that through the visual art medium, primarily painting. I work largely uh, acrylic on panel, 
uh, paperwork and, and that kind of thing. How do you find uh, the, the galleries, uh, private or public, supporting your work on collectors? The, it's, uh, I, I describe my work as being um, marginally commercial, uh, which means that uh, uh, I, I hope that it exists in that, uh, that region between public galleries, artist runs, uh, commercial galleries, in a way that I may, and I have over the years that I've been functioning as an artist, it's, you know, I've, I've uh, once again sort of dipped my toe into all of those areas, more than that, about you know, national touring shows, uh, work that's gone internationally through public galleries. Uh, I've had uh, over the years uh, five or six commercial galleries that I've dealt with, and uh, up until fairly recently, haven't for a couple of years, but uh, have shown in artist run centers as well. And the way that I structure my practice is one that I hope that uh, the audience, uh, the viewers, can come to it from um, from where they are. Like art is is nothing if it's not meaning isn't made in that work by uh, uh, by the people who see it. And uh, it's for me to you know construct something that uh, gets out in the world and stimulates interest and conversation and. Uh, dialogue and uh, from from then I let let it loose into the world and, and that can take many forms public or otherwise you know even in public public art you know the husky in front of Griffith Stadium here in town is uh, is one of my works and uh, you know I chose for that when we think of the U of S Huskies but you know I chose for that a very specifically the Kamik the northern dog not this overbred you know <laughs> husky that you see very often and southern metropolitan areas, but the, the real husky, and, and that's even in something like public sculpture, it's a way of getting back to the content of the work and the meaning of what it means to live in a northern climate and such. In, in terms you said about uh, the content of your work, have you got uh, any interesting feedback from any of your clients uh, or collectors or, or any viewer of your work uh, that uh, sort of have affected or influenced your your work somehow yeah I, I you know I, I, I take uh, when I say criticism criticism is you know one thing that uh, artists uh, writers r rely on is is like thoughtful uh, considered uh, dialogue that that surrounds their work and it's the only way you can really move ahead as an artist otherwise you're basically sort of know living living in your own head and, and you know where that goes that's just uh, you know very much a you know winding down the <laughs> winding down the tube so to speak but um, uh, with critics curators collectors uh, along the way um, any feedback that I get and I would say that of school children too I would say that of my own children and uh, you know people that don't have as much of a background in art and yet you know what they have to contribute. Uh, it's it, it all comes into the mix, and and it's amazing how how often I find myself saying, you know, I never thought of that. You know, and and that's someone bringing their sensibilities and their intelligence to the work, and and my job is to get them there. You know, is to make something that is seductive enough, draws them enough that it keeps them engaged long enough to have that thought and and. Uh, do you remember any 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 of those uh, constructive criticism that stuck to you that sort of spin up your 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 next painting or you, you make you reflect and, and and you apply it or put it into the, your next work of art? 
Yeah, it's, you know, here's something that you'll, you'll probably recognize as coming from a, another climate, let's say, um, where often, if I want to, my family's been in, in Canada for you know, a couple hundred years now on my, on my father's side, pretty close to that on my mother's side. So if I want to say like an old, you know, sort of white Canadian kind of thing, um, you know, we're sometimes fairly cool, distant, disconnected, um, unemotional. Um, and at one point I had a, years ago, I had a, a, a photographer, uh, photography professor said, why are you so far from your subject matter? Like get involved. Like do you, do you want to keep yourself clean? Do you not want to uh, uh, get down to the root of something? You're, you're staying in a safe zone and you'll never do anything with that. And that's the kind of harsh criticism that wounded me at the time but made me a better artist and the guy was an asshole so when he, when he <laughs> said it he was and he uh I, I won't say his name right now uh this being radio but uh this is but what he actually said in this case and some of my best you know, professors and teachers along the way have not necessarily been nice people but boy they they cut cut to the chase when it comes to saying what's important and, and that's what I hope to do in some ways I'm probably a little bit softer around the edges than my old photography prof but um, saying the things that get people to think seriously if you're going into this as, you know an artist is either as a viewer or as a maker make it real like if you're not there leave the room you know if you're not there in the studio get out of town you know just if, if they're locked down on something that I think is uh, your responsibility it's not to drift into artistic statement it's to see something and uh, that takes a lot of stamina in, in the arts and it's important to for me as a teacher to get that through to the students that I work with hopefully not in an intimidating way because I'd like to come them to come back the next day or the next week but it you know, this is serious business that we do as artists. So, so what have influenced your practice the most? Um, the, the answer that I'm going to give you probably sounds like a pretty washy, flaky answer. But, but that's good. That's, that's good. <laughs> if I'll, that's the answer, I'll, that's the answer. If that's the answer, I'll give you, give you what I got, which I actually think this is one that, you know, living the time that we live in, which is, it's a very complex age. You know, information comes to us many forms, uh, high voltage, high speed, and to be able to carve out something of, of sustenance and substance out of that, I, th I find uh, difficult. And so, what I try to do as an artist, the, the thing that you know influences me most is most is that you know I, I try to be a, f a full. I would just say a. F full sentient being as an artist which means part of me I you know I enjoy the humorous I you know joy fun you know high life and such on the other side of it I'm obliged in the time that we live in also to recognize the tragic and the, you know the the downside and the ironic and the you know the, the things that haunt us in our civilization our society and and so when I when I'm describing to students, I say your work should be about all of life. It shouldn't just be this, you know, narrow, sometimes comfortable zone or a specialist area. But right now, I think for an artist to be able to bridge uh, the many, you know, modes in in some ways of, of art making, I think is 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 crucial right now. That you you live a full life as an artist. And and some people say, well, you know, you can't settle on any one thing. I have an exhibition that's 
just gone up that is you know truly varied um, start to finish but but that's where I come from it's it's all of life it's you know it, an exhibition of an artist should pot- or can potentially touch on many different things and it's in that way I'm probably the most 19th century artist I know if you know what I mean meaning in the 19th century artists very often you know they they worked in still life portraiture uh, you know landscape historical um, you know social uh, social criticism you know any number of things that would would um, consume their artistic sensibilities and hopefully produce something that was you know authentic I, I feel that that need and I also feel that uh, that right as an artist not to settle into a fairly narrow uh, world of uh, this is what we know you for and this is what sometimes in the commercial art world don't stray from what you're known best for well that really diminishes an artist's life and at some point creative art is no longer creative if you don't bridge it out and do something that is bigger than that the bigger world so to speak and uh, most of your work is figurative work recognizable imagery um, I would say and uh, that means and there is quite a uh, range within that Uh, in some respects I'm probably kind of a student of you know late late modernism so there's you know a lot of what I have done through the years has been uh, well if I could say it like this the paintings that I do um, very often they start out largely abstractions and then I build into that Figurations or figurative uh, reads on things that uh, will carry a, I think, a little bit more, if you want to call it, more of a realistic rendering within that, something recognizable and hopefully it bridges uh, bridges through to the artists or, or I should say, to the viewer, in a way that uh, captivates. Do you think that painting is dead? Um, it's it's a it's a uh, one that. You know, as a painter, I'm supposed to get my back up when you say that. Swing across. Because this is a conversation that uh, a lot of young generation artists that are immersed in media and performance arts, uh, painting realistic or painting sure. figurative is not sexy. Yeah. But on the other hand, a lot of artists have been successful doing it for so many years, and you're one of them. So, yeah. is painting dead? Yeah. So. Yeah, if and and I don't actually get my back up when you say that because it's it the kind of a challenge that an artist has to be uh, mature enough to have given thought to and as you suggest you know painting is ancient you know, anything that's ancient like do we say the English language is dead do mm-hmm. we say you know you know food and shelter is dead you know because we've lived it and it's part of the sustenance of life and it's and and. This is one of our mediums of exchange that has a very long tradition and history, and I and I hope that my work that I draw on that and I I find sustenance in that. And uh, so for me, absolutely not. What you can say is that painting is dead. You know, you can say this is someone is not really engaging in making uh, an art that pulls forward into the next generation or art that is uh, contemporary and, and is authentic in the time that we live in. You know, if all you're doing is, you know, making pastiche of, you know, 1970s, whatever, you know, abstraction or or sort of bone dry uh, realism from, the, from a prior time, that painting might not have much sustenance in the world, but I think 
it, the job of any artist, doesn't matter what medium it is, if you've chosen that medium, you've done it for a reason. And if you have a response to that medium, and if you look at the audiences for the viewership for painting in, it's still quite considerable. So that's also people responding uh, to that. And it's not just the blockbuster 19th century, not just the impressionist shows and uh, you know the you know, first half of the 20th century Canadian shows. It's it's. Uh, there, there's more to it than that, and I and I think it's our job though is to be tested. You know, if you're working in paint, it doesn't matter what the medium is. Like, you're supposed to be um, put under the heat lamp and just ask the tough questions about it, and and uh, and and know that you're being challenged all along to make it uh, real and contemporary. And uh, and uh, yeah. How and do you how do you find uh, how do you navigate uh, to market uh, work? that uh, is substantially critical in, and socially engaged and politically assertive mm -hmm. in, in a world that it's, it's, it's more superficial and less depth than it used to be? Mm -hmm. um, I, th I think there is a receptive community. People want to think when they read a book. People want to be challenged and uh, have their reality in some ways altered even momentarily by being confronted by something that is of artistic worth and when I say that you know fine work of poetry or film or uh, uh, video uh, or installation work that just changes you you know that's that's something that is um, you know causes people uh, to reflect and I, and these are the things that You know, build that into your practice as an artist, and and uh, and and you'll make make good things. And that's kind of that's our responsibility, you know, is to meet the viewer, meet the audience in a way that challenges. And uh, as I build work, when we talked earlier, uh, you know, there are you know figurative work or at least uh, you know recognizable imagery in the work. But at the same time, many of my strategies in the work are to keep people from falling into an illusion. They're not. It's not illusionism that I'm really drawn to. It's the uh, the medium, the crudity that says something about um, you know the place that we live in, and uh, this for me is uh, it. It really sustains my interest and and uh, navigating that world of the political. Um, people do want to be challenged, and it's sometimes we underestimate our audience. Sometimes I think we do underestimate the people that we're surrounded by, but. Um, sometimes it's only two or three comments or questions in and you realize that there's more going on than we give people credit for and I, I think it really is uh, on artists part sometimes to think themselves above um, uh, the audience that they're purported purportedly uh, appealing to is is an error and uh, condescending and, and that's not my that's the hope is that I never do that as an artist what do you think about uh the new generation of artists uh, that their work is more conceptual and 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 they're not trained in in classic drawing and painting and 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 all that and then they become painters as right, well right. Uh, as a professor you must uh, deal with some of these uh, uh, sure circumstances yeah. often yep um i'm i'm I like the idea that, uh, especially in more conceptually based work, uh, the the new medium uh, or the new media that we're seeing artists in is you know street level or if it's 
uh, you know, things that are, you know, very sort of time-based uh, time and, and immediate. Uh, they, whatever medium it is that you're working in, you've gone there for a reason. And I think in some ways the younger generation of artists that, you know, don't pay, do other things, um, they're doing it for the right reasons. All I would say as a teacher is that the depth that you have to draw on by know what went before you is something that is of great benefit. So it doesn't mean work like that. It means allow that to uh, find a way into your thinking, into your sensibilities, because these are your, in some ways, cultural ancestors. These are your artistic ancestors, and and they have something to say to you. Like many of the mediums, you know, contemporary t technology-based mediums, they don't have great depth in the medium itself, but in terms of artistic practice, there is a great depth. So what you do is you basically shop around in art history quite seriously for the things that will benefit your practice and take them in. So that's where looking class, you know, in terms of a classic, what does that mean? I mean, something that has sustained time and there's probably something in there that you might consider worthy of your own practices as a new generation artist so to speak well that's interesting and uh, in many conversations uh, there's uh, ways of putting the art in the street and and, and street art uh, out of a gallery and out of a museum it's it's quite sexy these days mm -hmm. and and I see a lot of talented uh, young artists uh, experiment with that, not mm -hmm. as much as older artists. Yeah. And uh, do you have any any thoughts of or or comments about uh, why do you think this new generation is taking that uh, in that uh, route of of being so public in in the in the street instead of of trying to look for a place that is more classical or more traditional, like a museum or a gallery? Uh, voice. You know, having a voice and one that one uh, your contemporaries, your fellows will uh, recognize is uh, crucially important for any artist. Um, a lot of what goes on within the gallery system, and it's when we say system, I use that term <laughs> kind of advisedly. Uh, it's uh, it, if not exhausted, then it's around the edges. It's pretty tired, so you, you need a, a, you know an uptick once in a while, which means you know break the mold, uh, get out onto the street, uh, put the work where your your consuming audience is going to be. My only hope for that is, though, that when you do that, it's it's not done simply as an experiment or as, as a lark, and sometimes I'd like that work to be just taken a bit more seriously. And that also says, well, if you're doing something of substance, why not say, well, I'd like to continue doing it and apply a little, if you even sounds like old school to say, professional rigor to it and means that it's the, you know, I talked to an artist at a, a storefront gallery in, in Toronto, down on uh, Queen West, uh, just just about this time last year. And at one point I said, well, is there any, you know, pain? have you found a patron to kind of give you a hundred bucks to get you going on this? And he said, no, we don't even think about that kind of thing. And I think that's, that's kind of disappointing because what I saw in that gallery front exhibition was kind of, there was some real substance there. I'd like to see that going on there this time next year and part of that means pullback from this 
consumerist society pull back, you know, engage a kind of expectation for return on that. And that's also a political act, you know, is to say, give me a hundred bucks, you know, give me 500 bucks from a provincial arts agency or from, you know, like a, a like in Saskatoon, the bid, the Broadway Improvement District or something. You say, give me that, you know, because I'm doing something that's bringing people here, young people here, you know, old. You can't walk into one of those galleries or an artist-run center, you know, if, if I, I say this too, and this is how important it is. You can't go into those places um, and not have a conversation that, again, changes you. I always say to, like, with a parent, when they don't understand their teenager, just take them down to an artist-run center. You will not leave that artist-run center without having had a conversation that all of a sudden that parent gets their kid more. You know, there's so much going on in there, and that's the politics of it, and for that, you should be building a kind of, if I say old school, professional rigor, a kind of a something that says, no, we got a right to be here, and that means maybe having a dollar attached to it. Absolutely, and with that, uh, you have an upcoming exhibition in Prince Albert. Uh, what uh, what are the dates, and and uh, what is the subject matter of this exhibition? What uh, what is it about? This, uh, the exhibition is called Powerhouse. Uh, a lot of the work, as I mentioned earlier, is, um, deals with um, uh, Canadian historical references. And what I've done for this exhibition, which runs, uh, open just last uh, Thursday, 28th, 27th actually, of uh, July, runs uh, till I think September 7th at the Man Art Gallery in uh, Prince Albert. Subject matter is, I've, what I've done is actually taken the edifice or the facade of well-known buildings in Canada, Parliament buildings, legislative buildings, uh, railway hotels in Canada, Supreme Court, the Bank of Canada, various institutions, institutions, the the institutions. And what I've done with that, you know, it's painting and drawing, um, large show, uh, and what I've done is revisited those places in, in a way to, you know, reclaim our understanding of them and also our ownership of them, which means that you know, here for an example, I've taken uh, the Parliament buildings and I've read them through with uh, Dr. Zeus on my shoulder, one in particular, which is uh, influenced by that great of all, greatest of all artists, Dr. Zeus. Um, <laughs> and uh, and it's, the title of the work is uh, Parliament from Sea to Sea to Sea. And there's, you know, this Parliament building roving on this, you know, this kind of island structure on wobbly wheels like Dr. Zeus uh, going across country. and. Uh, and I look at you know Parliament and National Gallery, or sorry, the um, national institutions, and through everyone from the artists um, Chardin and Tiepolo and uh, 20th century artists like Morandi and Cezanne, and and I've and I've revisited these well-known uh, structures to claim them back in some ways and just situate them in a way that we just look at them differently. You know, Cezanne, there's the you know, the House of Justice, the Supreme Court of Canada, sitting in a little village in the regions of, of you know, Provence and, and France and uh, village justice, you know, the idea that, you know, it's, you're surrounded by 75 people and that's, that's where justice should find its, you know, its, its root or its, its uh, foundation. And, and so I needed Cezanne for that, so I, I stole liberally from Cezanne to do that, but I've credited the artist and there you go. That's very interesting. So anything else that you want to add to this interview? I would like to have you again to talk a little bit about your uh, role as an advocate for the arts, quite an important one and in Saskatchewan 
and nationally you have been in the board uh, both boards the provincial and national for several years and you have lots of experiences at voices about that so we were going to do a show about that so i'm making an invitation public invitation Thank and you. having uh, looking for a commitment from you to yes. to just come back again and would, would love to speak with you again and just uh, um just in closing if anyone gets a chance yeah um, get, get up to the man art gallery uh, and see the show it's a touring exhibition which will have other dates in in western canada um, but uh, and there's an online presence. You've got a website, grantmcconnell.ca, if you're interested. McConnell, M-C-C-O-N-N-E-L-L. You got it. Yeah, grant, uh, grantmcconnell.ca. And find me. Uh, take a look at the work. And, uh, and uh, it was a real pleasure talking to you, Alejandro. And again, uh, just uh, CFCR. Great uh, programming, uh, community radios, everything. And uh, great that we're having this discussion. Well, thank you very much for, for being present, as you always are, and coming to Community Radio and, and spend some time with us. Thank Absolutely. you, and have a great evening. My pleasure, you too. Thanks. You are listening to On Frame Radio on CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon or around the world on cfcr.ca. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or listen to past episodes on iTunes. This is your host, Alejandro, and have a great evening.